You'd be shocked at how many producers don't know the address of their fucking gig, and they're trying to tell me how to get there with landmarks and shit. Like, what are we in the pioneer days? I'm not you taking could a Google left it. In this it. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm like, dude, how do you not know this? This is basic. And that funny dude. And then we have Jake Vemra. Um, Hello. Yeah, he's also another stand-up comedian. He works at SiriusXM. Also, he's been on uh, the John uh, Fugelstein show, uh, a recurring guest for uh, Tell Me Everything. Also, he has a podcast as well called The Love Gurus and also Idiots on Parade as yeah. well. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that other person that you hear in the background is my chihuahua barking right now. Uh, so I have two chihuahuas. Sometimes they like to give guest appearances and bark. So They, they are consistently the worst uh, hosts on every single podcast they're on. <laughs> they they're, always they're say annoying. the same thing. Yeah, it's old. It's not even that funny the first time they do it. It pissed me off the first time. It pisses me off the thousandth time. <laughs> um... I don't know. So, Deanna, you're the only one that's not a stand-up comedian, so you're going to be like our Is that an thing. insult? Because no. I feel like it is. I feel like I was just, like, comedian-shamed, if that's a thing. Mm-mm. Well, that's the one thing that people always says that say to me. They want to do stand-up comedy. Well, exactly. Then, so everybody that says it is always like, oh, they see people, they see comedians on stage, like, oh, that looks so easy. I can do that. I can get up there and tell a joke. It's not hard. Yeah. Or they always say, but I'm not funny. And I'm like, first of all, I think everyone's funny. It's just having confidence in doing it. And then also, they think that it's very easy, and yes. it's not at all. <laughs> it's not at all. So I don't know. I say if somebody leads with "I'm not funny," that's a good. That's a good indication. It might not be for him. <laughs> I was terrified the first time I went out. Well, why don't why don't both of you guys just to, you know talk about how you got into comedy, stand-up comedy, how it how like your first kind of like foray into it. Uh, was it a class? Was it like, uh, I don't know, school? You know, so. I took a class because my uh, cousin was into comedy and mm-hmm. improv. Is your cousin so, still doing it? Yeah, he's still Who doing is it. it? Uh, Joe Albano. Oh, I don't yeah. know. So I took. He must be more successful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's and what now my you, family now you don't talk. <laughs> now you don't talk. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, I took a class, but I never went to class. And then, you know, the. My teacher was Rick Crone. I took his class, too. Yeah, from and actually, out of all the comedy classes I take, I usually recommend him the most. Because yeah. I felt, as a teacher, 
as a um, writer. As a writer and also as a teacher, he was the best because you take a, there's tons of classes out there, but there's not a lot of great teachers, and a lot of times people will teach just to take your money. But he was actually really trying to find the joke, trying to find the funny in it, trying to make you look really good, trying to show you how, how to, to do cultivate a, a joke, yeah, how to how to do shape. a setup and yeah. yeah. So, so anyways, keep so going you went that. wait you went you went through the class route. As yeah, your I went to class foray. route, but I never went to class. And then he emailed me, and he said, "Hey, why don't you uh, you paid for all this money to do the class? Why don't you do private lessons?" Oh, oh, that was nice. Yeah. Well, he, uh, he really has a love he, for he, Asian he, he boys. <laughs> he told me that way. Allegedly. And he also needs to make money. So. Allegedly. Allegedly. But uh, I really like Rick Crow, but he does, yeah, a, he does have a... He, he's, he says it openly that he's yeah, like... Yeah. He's you know, the best, though. Um, Ryan is Asian, and he's also a boy, if you guys think that's what we are. Yeah. And so then, Jake, you did you take classes, or did you kind of just feel your way through it? I did not, and also so you're kind also, of like the other side of this. Yeah, I'm the other side. Also, let me let me just go back to the dogs for a second. When I was hitting when I was hating on the dogs, I also record here too. I didn't just instantly <laughs> say that I hate her dogs. Uh, that would be weird. And I you was, did. And did you say that you know each other? Is that something we've that met? We yeah, yeah, we've met. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we live together. You know, yeah. it happens. Yeah. But no, I, I, out of the bag. He's my boyfriend. We live together. Okay, but he's—we're also two stand-up comedians, and that's how we met. And that's not a joke. Yeah. Oh, where's the setup and punchline with that? Well, I don't know, I don't know what happens <laughs> later. Okay. How do you know how you met? How did you meet? Like at a mic? Or? Yeah. At, at her mic. Actually. Yeah. Oh really? I, I used to do a mic at Greenwich Village Comedy Club, and he would come to the mic, and oh, then we would wow. hang out afterwards at the Comedy Cellar. Oh, well, the 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 the, the tree. What's it called? Olive, olive tree. Olive tree yeah. is what the restaurant that's above the Comedy it grows Cellar. Grows romance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was good. Well, now it grows vodka sodas, and, <laughs> and that those, leads to yes, rose-colored yes. glasses romance. Little yeah. little bit of a domino effect, but uh, it 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 worked out. So if you play your cards right, you can also have a comedy boyfriend too. Yeah, that's the whole moral of the story. No, <laughs> as a, I had a comedy boyfriend once. As, as a straight guy, I didn't like it as much, man. Having a comedy girlfriend, that's where it's at. Well, okay, so how did you start out in comedy? Um, I well, I actually I started out back in Iowa, so um. The avenues were limited. Uh, <laughs> there was one open mic a week. Wait, you where could I either was. be a stand-up comic or you could be like what a a juggalo. Uh, you know, yeah. you, 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 you tattoo the insane yeah. clown posse logo <laughs> over your entire body, uh, prison style. You know what I'm saying? Just the hot pen, uh, or you, you, you do stand-up. Now, I, well, I I was I was from a college town, so th I mean, th there was a lot going on there for the Midwest. But like, since it's it's based on the college students. Not as much comedy, you know, because college students really aren't into comedy. Because if you look at like the the nuts and bolts of what a comedy show is, it's people sitting in a chair quietly, unless they're laughing, ideally, um, looking at one person talking to them. But it's like that's what they do all day. So it's like, oh, it's a slightly funny version of what I do. All they screw you. Like I don't want to do that. I want to go spill cheap beer on myself. And, and listen to shitty music and try to get laid. Like, so it's big music scene there, but not a big comedy scene. So there was like one open mic a week, and I, I, I kind of did that for like a year, year and a half there. There was other cities I could drive to and do it, but then I eventually moved out here after like a year and a half. I, I, I will second that. I feel like if you are really trying to make it in stand-up, you have to, you have a... Uh, I, yeah, you have to go to New York. I, I don't know why, but um, you know you can also go to LA. That they they're it's respected tougher, too. But there's not a many spots. Yeah, LA. it's harder to get seen on LA. And plus, in New York, there's this thing called the subway where you can hit like four spots yeah, at yeah, once. Yeah. 
and then you can kind of do your rounds. In L.A., you might have one gig, and that's all you're going to, because, like, the traffic and the cars. You really have to situation. plan it. It's yeah, too. it sounds like a fucking yeah. nightmare, man. I've never been there, but, like, from like, comics I know here personally who yeah, went, went out there and then came back and just yeah. described it to me. I'm like, yeah, fuck that. Or I don't want to do that. Or you can do the road, but usually if you do the road, uh, there's two things. You have to be good and... Because a lot of people will book you kind of like if you have a website, they'll, they'll, they'll want a video, they want a reel, and they're trusting that you're going to be able to carry the audience and... So, like, if you do the road, it's like great. Hour. Yeah, no, it's great. It's great to do the yeah, road, but at the same time, time you you might not you, you might not be able to get asked back again. But you do make more money and you get more time, which is nice. So, um, but I I I would say you got to go to L.A. or I would say New York. I'm biased in New York because this is where I live. But um, I feel like you can get more done. Well, I. I agree and disagree. I, I mean, you can't be in a place that's too small, but I think it would have been a good idea if I would have gone to, like, a smaller stepping stone city. You know, like, I, I was in Iowa City, Iowa, so um, it's, it's pretty easy to hit the top of the ceiling there, but uh, it's about three feet off the ground. You know what I mean? So there's just there's not a whole lot of it going on there. Um, I think it would have been a little bit more beneficial for me if I would have moved to someplace, let's say, uh, Denver. You know, let's say Houston. Something like that to where um, I could I could have uh, grown more as a comic because there was more to do there and there was more serious seasoned comics and things like that. But it's not so oversaturated with comics that it's next to impossible to get stage time. So you basically you, know? you basically call like kind of worked out your like sets or your routines by yourself by getting your reaction and feedback from the audience? Is that how you cultivated your sets and you'd learned that way, like how long your set should be, how many jokes You mean in terms have? of going to the open mics and kind of trying well, to Well, just in, yeah, just in your early, in? just beginning. Yeah, how many people were in those mics? Uh, well, it would depend, right? So the, the, the mic and I was... Now, there was other ones. There was other cities within, like, maybe an hour or so from there that would maybe have one a week, too. So if you really felt like driving, you could get them. But the one in Iowa City specifically... It would vary a lot because it was in a dirty little basement of like a, it was a dirty little punk rock bar. And so you, it would be mostly college kids down there because it's the downtown area of a college town. And so sometimes you would have like 20 people down there, you know, just to see a mic because there was like, there was that no other comedy. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's, no one did a show? No, no. I mean, eventually some of us kind of started doing the shows, you know, but it's, it's, it's hard to get a regular show going there um, because it, the college students just aren't into it, man. Now they'll they'll pack out a theater or something if it's like Aziz or somebody. You know, if it's like a household name that really you know uh, speaks well to you know younger people in their early twenties. They'll yeah they'll fucking fill an arena for that guy. But if it's just like hey come see a comedy show with Joe Blow no name they don't give a fuck. They're like I sat through eight hours of lectures today. I'm not going to see a funny lecture. I'm gonna go listen to fucking house techno or whatever you know i will say one of the best open mics i ever went to was in wisconsin i went to an open mic there because i was doing a festival there and i randomly figured out when they had an open mic which is only once a week and and the entire people that ever want to be comedians go to this one mic in wisconsin and literally i performed three minutes in front of 200 people and these weren't even comics these were like actual people because this is their entertainment Right, For the yeah. whole week. It's not like, that's the one mic. And Yeah, there was other mics around me like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I know what you're saying. And if you guys don't know what a mic is, basically, we call them mics. It's where comedians go to try out their material. 
which is a whole other thing. Um, uh, and do you recommend doing that right away? Oh, yes. Like, even yes. Do, like, so yes. Like, when you start with your first class, you keep going to open mics as well? Yeah. Well, I never went to a mic after like a year after. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it was a little weird. Yeah. Well, you, well, you started producing your own stuff right away, which is Oh, uh, in a year. Yeah. Uh, it was, nice, nice. Which is yeah. good. Producing open mics or producing no, like shows? shows? Yeah. So like plays? No, 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 no. <laughs> no comedy show. Oh, okay. Is that, is, is that like, is that what that, is that yeah, stand-up shows? Is that what you're oh, yeah, talking I, about? Or is this like improv? It's a stand-up show. Like oh, okay. I got to do like a showcase. Like, oh, okay. Like a bunch of comics. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. And just to be clear, there's two types of comedy that people generate towards a stand-up or improv. We're most, we're just talking about stand-up today. We'll talk about improv okay. another time. Well, okay. Whoa, whoa. I, I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> I just meant to clarify for the listeners because no, because I just really want to break down a lot of stuff because sometimes we throw out words because we yeah. know them, but I'm lost half the time. You know, if you're just starting out, I'm like. Uh, there's also millennials who film themselves harassing people in public <laughs> on YouTube. That's that's a new genre. That's a new genre. It's, 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 it's breaking out. Well, I, so mics is what I always tell people. You need to just go to them. Um, basically, how do you find open mics? Uh, two different ways. There's badslava.com. This is in New York because LA has a. Can different you repeat that again? Badslava. B A D S L A V A dot com. Like slava, saliva from your mouth. Badslava.com. And you no. hit New York. Is it, did I spell it wrong? Yes, it, it, saliva's got an I in it. <laughs> no, no, but there's no, but there's no I in it. Yeah, right? there's no yeah. Line. it's lava. Slava. 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 Oh, I thought... It's not like saliva. Oh, I thought it was... Well, I don't understand the I, under, I understood <laughs> what you said. But I spelled it correctly. Yeah, you spelled I, it correctly. I said it wrong. No, right? no, no. Slava is S-L-A-V-A. Okay, but what is Slava? Never mind. I know. There's an <laughs> No, but I don't, I don't know the difference between Slava and Slava. So why don't... <laughs> I, who does? <laughs> I think Slava's Russian for saliva. <laughs> and then the other website is, uh, here, you tell them, Jake. Uh, free mics. Free mics at yeah. nyc.com, right? Yeah. yeah, and they have different cities and stuff on, yeah. on both of these sites. And so you they, they list things like on like, uh, like this open mic at this location at and this time exactly now and also, then you have to go to that location mm -hmm. and 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 they will also you if you click on it it will give you how to contact the people also um rules if you have to pay if you don't have to pay um and and or if you have to buy a drink uh those things um are you want to contact them because there's a lot of times where the mic isn't going on or there's those lists aren't always updated but I always say, start out with mics. It doesn't matter if it's your first time. It doesn't matter how bad you are. The one thing that I found out about comedy is that comics are very forgiving because when we're at an open mic, we're all at the same level. We're all trying out new material. And They'll we... never laugh. Yeah. No, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You just know that, that it's... It could be good. You never yeah. even know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> is there, like, do, do other comics, like, hate comics? Each other, or are they very supportive? What's I the, what's like the comedy world? I feel like they're mostly supportive, but I mean, weirdos are, hate each other. Like insecure people just hate each other. But it's not so much that they're not laughing out of like a like a spider hatred. Like, fuck that guy. I hate his joke, and I'm not laughing at. It's more like more in their head or something. It's yeah. It's more like just a sort of indifference to it because, I mean, depending on the day and and who it is, I mean, shit, that could be their fourth 
open mic of the day and then they're going to do a show later you know what i mean and so it's like what what are you gonna do just attend the whole time ha 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 for six hours straight you know like Mm -hmm. you would lose your mind you would go and sing after a few days of that and And then sometimes if you've gone to a lot of these and you know each other you've heard their jokes the same jokes exactly now now do 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 comedians kind of help each other to with their jokes? Like, hey, dude, that joke was funny, but you know what would be funnier if you just kind of sort of this. Yeah, my friends do. Yeah, yeah, yeah sort of. But I do yeah. feel people are sensitive, so unless they're asking for the advice, yeah, they'll get really pissed off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have had people like, like, who the fuck? <laughs> Sorry. No, 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 no. No, he's been sorry. Oh, yeah. no but who I. Who the I hell swear, is this guy? I, it's just like if you get off stage. It's always the unfunniest motherfuckers. <laughs> but unless it's like a friend of mine that I know really well. Then they'll they'll kind of give me pointers, but other than that, like if it's a stranger giving me advice, it's never somebody good. It's always about like, hey, what if you called him a cocksucker in the post? And I'm like, fuck you, you know, you suck, dude. Your tag was awful. You bombed the entire time you were up there. Like, what? Do you, it's sort of like how um, it's always somebody who's like really overweight that's giving you dieting advice you know what i mean it's never it's never yeah. skinny people going you know how i maintain this you know it's it's, it's always drunks telling you the best way to stay sober it's always single people giving you advice on marriage and relationships and shit it's never that well i've been in a relationship for 10 years yeah. and let me just say no it's always the person who's on fucking tinder all goddamn day long that has the best relationship i advice. say it's, it's i say unless you people. unless you know them Wait, really what's, well what's a tag so, that, so there's so a a, a joke. Sorry, structure. you're gonna talk to no, me like no, I'm a no, child. No, 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 that's a really anything. good point. I'm glad. No, so a joke structure. Oh, actually, has a an setup. unfunny child, I guess, right? <laughs> it has it, it has a setup, and then you have the punchline. Uh huh. So each each even when you're telling a story, you don't want one long story. You want setup punchline, setup punchline, setup punchline through the whole story, or it's gonna be boring. The tags are are necessarily not the punchline, but after the punchline, and everyone's laughing. You tag them with one more. You tag them with one more to kind of keep it going. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, so. it's, yeah, just kind of little, little jokes little off the back end. And sometimes your... you don't need to say it, depending on the crowd. You know, it's just little things here and there. Just you tag it on. So, yeah. what do you recommend when you're first starting out? Do you where where is your source material? I mean, obviously your life. Do you recommend you know obviously reading as much as you can, like the newspaper, watching the news, like keeping up on current events? Is that you know? Yeah, it depends on which joke. The current events is good, but yeah. usually I do it from my own life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's my own experience. So. Okay. Yeah, and I think that's like very original. So you you know, uh, gives you more character. Rick Chrome talks about it, and also my one my one comedy guy that I love a lot that I go to a lot. Um, his name's Tommy Cohen. Um, he's like, you know, don't worry about your voice, but you will find your voice. You will find your type of comedy because there are different types of comedy. It's like, you know, you have. Um, Jim Gaffigan, he, you don't really know who he is, but he does great jokes on, like, bacon and all this, like, stuff. And then you have Amy Schumer, who does a lot of, like, you know, harder material. And then you have Bill Burr, where you don't know if he's telling the truth, but you feel like you kind of know him after he got, gets off stage. And none of them is wrong. It's just they kind of found their, their voice, their shtick, what works for them, you know. So that's... The, but... You, either way, you have to feel comfortable with what you yeah, do. Yeah, there's so, so many different styles. Yeah, you're, there's so many different styles, but you're going to find it. And the only way you find it, I feel like you have to keep going up, and you have to keep relating to people, and you have to keep relating to the audience, and that's yeah. finding your voice. And one thing I will say about like current events bits, because I, I do them here and there, but I try not to put a whole lot of uh, 
uh, like a whole lot of energy into those just because they, they do have a shelf life on them. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. I, and it's always really, because I like doing the topical stuff. Like one of my podcasts is more of a current eventsy type podcast. And You'll so get a big laugh when it's really new. Yes. But yes. then, you know, dies out. Exactly. And then, you know, people are like, oh my God, so I guess it's old news. Yeah. yeah. So do, yeah. You, do you find that you got, you have to, co- you're constantly, regardless, so say you, so you're, you said your jokes are more personal. Are they constantly changing or do you still have a joke from when you first started that still is like a, a well, it's always uh, always growing. Mm-hmm. I, I I talk about my childhood. Like, oh, okay. Childhood was very weird. Okay. Now I want to know. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I grew up in the Philippines, and uh, and I, I, I was I was born in the Philippines. We moved to to America when I was three. And, oh wow. Yeah, and then. Is I, your dad a political person? Yeah, and they, he's. Oh, so I guess you can't talk about career. Really? <laughs> no, I could talk about. It. I had to talk no, about a joke the, about. Yeah, it. you were you were the bad one, and he. Yeah, I was he like didn't, the, He didn't want to let you I was you really know. the bad one. I was a bad kid. So. And then. Um, Since he was par- in politics, he didn't want the. You know, dad. My, my my father moved, and my mother moved to the Philippines when I was fifteen. Because my, I tell the joke that my uncle became the president. He yeah. went to vice president first, then he became the president. That's the technical, that's the real thing. Oh, but, wow. Yeah. Wait, your uncle was the president yeah. of the Philippines? Yeah, Holy shit. Yeah, so I told the joke, and they left me with my grandmother and mentally challenged uncle in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's like, you know, like, so, and I was the only Asian guy in New, in my school. Yeah. Uh, like, we all went other Asian dudes. Uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh. But there was, like, me and him were the only ones. Uh, and so that's right. like, you know, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot of that. And then my competition was fierce. And then my grandmother died when she was like, you know, I was 18. So that's like a, oh, I wow. tell a joke about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Um, it, took me, it took me a while even to talk about it. Right. Like, to be yeah. honest, like yeah. when I was doing it, I was doing these jokes. Then like. Well, so, so how, how old were you when you first started doing. Sorry, the. Just jumped up on me. Sangria. <laughs> the dog's name is Sangria. She's evil. when uh, when you started doing comedy. Like, oh, or if you, I mean, you don't have to tell about your age, but I guess I was like thirty. So yeah. you were oh, so later. Okay, yeah. much later. Okay, yeah. I started at thirty-one. Yeah. Yeah. You started at last year at twenty-eight. <laughs> oh, of course, Dad. <laughs> well, I meant twenty. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if you come to it later in life. It's it's obviously easier to talk about stuff that's well, you have like a you have your per, per, in perspective. Yeah, you have experience. Yeah. And like you said, people coming to see the shows are a little bit like they're older. They're out of college. They're 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 looking for uh, I guess a, a, a break. Can you give them the break? There's pros and cons to starting an old older. You know, I mean, because for for one thing, like I, I started older. I was I was like 29, 30 when I started, and part of me is like. Holy shit! I'd be so much better if I said like. Sometimes you go to Mike's and there will be a parent bringing a kid who's like fourteen fucking years old. Oh really? And I'm like, God damn it! I would be in Madison Square Garden if I was this kid, you know? <laughs> Either that or I'd hang myself. I don't know. An open mic is a weird thing for a kid, but I, I, I the younger you start, the better. Yeah, like, a lot yeah. of them it's true. Like 14. But I feel like like Pete Davidson used to do my shows. Who? Oh really? Yeah, he was yeah. young. He was and, wow, and then really also uh, Nico White started at sixteen. Yeah, a lot also, of them Bill, started. Bill Hicks started at. 15. Dave Chappelle, yeah. too, was, yeah. was in high school. He was a fourth, yeah, fourth It's, it's great. Yeah, and it's kind of like anything. It's kind of like anything if you kind of know you're calling right away. But I do feel like the reason why there's a lot of people, and there is a lot of people that start off later in life, and I feel like comedy, stand-up comedy, doesn't really have ageism. You can start whenever. But 
There's takes, less of it. There's still a yeah, song, you yeah, know. But I think it takes a lot of confidence, it's, and it takes kind of knowing yourself a little bit more, and I think that's yeah, why... Yeah, being confident. Yeah, there, that's, that's why it takes... I yeah. remember I wanted to do stand-up at 20, and I did not have the guts to go on stage until I was 31, which is crazy to say it, but I really didn't think I would ever do it, and it took me that long to have the confidence to just sure. do it. So, so once you, so you, you take a class, you'd go to open mics. Now, do, do you, rec like, how do you get your name out there? Because I know in acting, you, you have your headshot, you have your resume, you have your website, you have all these, like, tools. Is it the same in comedy? Do you have to have thing. I mean, it's the same, but. You like, want to get good, too. You, I mean, yeah. go to, before, as, before you, like, start to call well, yourself. Well, the worst is to actually be on a show and to bomb, everyone bombs, but to be on a show or an important show or to get, you want a good five-minute reel of you doing, so the thing is, is that people always say, get a good five minutes first. Don't worry about everything else. Get a good five minutes. Some people hold to that rule because the thing is, is that every single booker there is wants to see a five-minute clip of you doing stand-up with no break, no no editing, no cuts. They want you to see from beginning to end at least five minutes. That's the minimum. So that's what you should at least focus on is doing five minutes worth so of material. So you recommend when you start going to these mics, you should probably tape yourself so you can watch your yeah. set? That helps. How, you should how, always tape. How I did, how I got my set to be good was I videotaped myself okay. and then I cut it and I edited it like I, I yeah. heard the laughs I was trying to hear the laughs and when people were not laughing I would cut it out and like, you know mm. but I, now I don't do that I'm too like lazy <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll do like audio at the most there's it's, it's so much more involved when even even if you're just filming on a cell phone there's well, so but, much but more if, but, involved. But if, I'm, uh, I'm saying, I'm saying, like when you go to these open mics, you film yourself so you can watch yourself to get better, not to show it to anybody yet. It helps you as a tool to get better and to get more uh, concise. But I would, Is that? I, yeah, yeah. But I mics are weird because I would rather just do it in the show because you oh, could really, okay. okay. You would really yeah. know how if it's really good or not. It's like, yeah, it's 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 sort of like you're testing your joke in a mic, but you're doing it with a thermometer that's kind of fucked up and and it's been kicked around and and left in a puddle overnight. You know what I mean? Because it might it's, be good. Not, you never you yeah, never know. It yeah. might be good. It's but you can get false readings at a mic too. Yeah. You know, like you can fake get laughs. false. Yeah. yeah. You can get fake laughs. Or you, what, what are fake laughs? It's just people laughing. If they like you, they laugh. Or whatever. Yeah. 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 Am I fake laughs? You can get well. You can also get laughs to where they're laughing at this because it's, it's so, so outside. It's it's either really dark or really dirty or really just just sort of weird. And, Uncomfortable. And, and, or, and it entertains them. Just, yeah. Yeah. It, well, it's bizarre because they've it breaks through their wall of of you know I've sat through a thousand. Tinder jokes, or hey, did you know men and women are a little different? Uh, did you know cat and dogs are a little different? Like you've, they've sat through a million of those. So you could go up there with with just a Tinder joke. And did you know sometimes people don't look the same on their Tinder profiles as they do when they show up? Like, like that could be your premise. And they've sat through a bunch of those. So even if it's a well written joke, they're not gonna laugh at that. They heard a bunch of that that day and that week and whatever. But then you go up there with just something really outside the box, whether it's really dark or really offensive or really just weird. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to uh, pick up my shoe and just talk out of my shoe and pretend there's voices in it. You know what I mean? Just some really alt outside. the. And they're like, dude, I haven't seen this guy, a guy pretending to be schizophrenic, having a conversation with his shoe. That's fucking hilarious. You know what I mean? So the comics will laugh at that, but it kind of gives you a little bit of a false reading because, oh, they're laughing at it because... 
they haven't seen a thousand jokes like this. I this think, isn't like a dating joke. Think, this is something fucking weird, so they'll actually pay attention to mm -hmm. it. Whereas a regular audience will be like, dude, we want to hear about Tinder. Yeah. <laughs> like, what, are you, I, what are you doing? I think Patrice O'Neill said it best, is that he appreciates the attempt of trying to be funny. And that, so when you, when you are at an open mic, you're in front of all open, you're in front of all comedians that have been listening to comedy all day. They they see the setup and punchline coming a mile away, which a regular audience wouldn't. And when they see something so bizarre, out of the box, they might just laugh, even though it's not funny, just because it's right, so, right. so different. Yeah. freaking yeah. crazy mm -hmm. and so far out of the way. So you kind of have to just be sensitive to that stuff. Right, know? right. And that's why that's why It's like you gotta be laughing with you or laughing yeah. at you. Yeah. 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 And that's why once you do get you know, do so many open mics, you want to do shows, you know. So that, okay, so that's the next step. So you, mm -hmm. you go, you find a class, you do open mics. You don't, well, you, there's also no, there's no rules. Some people, well, you don't have to do class. I would say do mics, get out there, do okay. mics. You don't have to do And then classes. what's the difference between an open mic and a show? Um, oh. Actual people. Yeah. There's a <laughs> oh, there's no people at open mics? No, well, it's comics. Oh, oh. But it's like, this is actually like, you know, audience. Oh, like, oh, oh. They're okay. here to watch comics. So, how, do you have to get invited to these shows? Do you create the shows? So, yeah, I create so shows. So, did you yeah. create shows because you couldn't find shows that no, I was you wanted to do? Shows, or you but wanted, I wanted to get a, your, I wanted to produce a show for, because I just did. And it was mm -hmm. a weird thing. And it, I was good at it for some reason. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah. And that's hard too because not not every comic has a knack for producing shows, mm -hmm. man. I fucking I'm awful at it. I've tried it. I, I I really need to do that more because it's important. It's important to be able to do it. Um, especially in New York because spots are like money. There's yes, and, yeah. and it's it's important to be able to do people need to be able to see that you're 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 doing something. You're active, you know. I, it's there's a old Grateful Dead quote that one of my old teachers kinda said back in the day that kinda stuck with me. And it's weird that Grateful Dead the hippie band, uh, you know, that was all about people not having jobs and following them around and begging for drug money, had a, a, a hard-working quote that stuck with me throughout the years. But the quote was, if you plant ice, then you'll harvest the wind. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You just, you put fucking nothing into, into something, you get nothing out of it, right? Mm -hmm. But it was a cool... And again, they're... They're about getting basically bums and tie-dye to follow them around and beg for money for tickets and, and weed, right? So it's, it's weird that they have a hard-working quote, but... but by not doing things like producing shows, by by not producing a, a, a podcast or sketches that you're putting out, you're you have you're to get planting, yourself out there. You have okay. to get yourself out there. It's all about making content. It's the, gone are the days where there's just some producer in a three-piece suit and a fedora hat just kind of going to comedy clubs. Like, hey, kid, you there's got something so really nice. Out see, out okay. Yeah. Well, back in the day, especially when Comic Strip was around in Dangerfield, uh, like casting directors and also people for. Uh, the late night shows for the, you know, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, the couch. What's his name? Johnny Carson. Johnny Carson. Yeah. They would all go to. Oh, yeah, if you get to sit on the couch. Then yeah. You're right. So yeah. basically, yeah. back in the day, it used to be. When you, you go would, on that show, you're. Well, yeah, you're yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. 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 So basically, what would happen is that you would go to these comedy clubs and you would get passed, which means you would audition for them and they would think you were funny enough to actually perform at their comedy club. And um, then. Uh, bookers for these shows would go and watch random talent and then ask you to be on these shows and that does not happen anymore there's you know it just comics. does not there's just too many comics there's too many shows well because that because that was happening so that was happening and then out of that came the uh, the 
these comedians getting their own television shows. Yeah, that yeah. doesn't yeah. happen. No, anymore. it doesn't happen. And right? A lot of it, a lot of it is now just um, almost There's building your own audience. Like people finding, like not yeah. finding you, but like you know, you get fans. You get, you know, you have Twitter. You have. Uh, you have people like really liking your work and you kind of have to do that and it's kind of like now the comedy clubs you don't really audition for them there's not that many auditions mm -hmm. they kind of you have to have people to vouch for you that you're funny you, you do audition at some clubs but then also if you if you do a TV show or if you have some sort of fan base following and they know you they'll just put you up yeah. you know so that's kind of the thing so I also think so so did producing help like get you into other shows because you had a fault you created your own following yeah, as well helps. oh yeah it helped a lot mm -hmm. but uh, you know it it's like money like people even treat you differently really yeah, mm -hmm. I got what you buy they buy you gifts dinner <laughs> like seriously yeah no it's true uh, yeah. yeah but I also think the, the thing that's very valuable with with um, stand-up comedians is getting stage time because it's really hard to get stage time in front of a real audience so in in New York, but that's where the kind of it helps to be on the road. That's yeah. what I was saying earlier about that buffer city. Mm -hmm. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, uh, it's do you want to be a big fish in a small pond or a, or a small fish in a big pond? I, I think there's kind of middle grounds. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, when you're further along in your career, it helps to be in the bigger pond. You know, but when I think when you're earlier, it's it's small because it's really easy easy to get stage time in fucking Iowa. You can suck and get stage time. I did an hour in my first year in Iowa. It was not a good hour. I don't use any of the bits from that anymore, but it, the time's there. If you want to do time, the flyover states will give you fucking time. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting shows York, like outside of state, you get a lot of people. A ton of oh, fucking really? people. Yeah. The mics, the mics, dude. It's I, like a mic alone, but like yeah, I've been to shows that are like, wow, yeah. a lot. Like thousands. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've done shows in front of uh, it's fucking hundreds of people. Yeah. And, and I sucked. When I sucked, I would do And they, they loved it. They have no standards. You know what I mean? No, because you have understand because that's the like the big biggest city. thing yeah. in the town. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's not a lot going on there. That's yeah, why I said one of the best mics was in Wisconsin for me. Right. There was 200 yeah. people there. They weren't even comics. There was a lot of That's comics. A show. That's a lazy it was a show. It was a show. And yeah. I oh, actually the, started the getting like nervous. Because yeah. they were like, oh, we'll put you up at three minutes. And I, I have three minutes, obviously. I have more than that. But I got nervous a little bit because it was like 200 people just, you know, that yeah. I, you know, didn't it's, know, didn't know me. which So it was kind of exciting a little bit. Yeah, it's it's, it's really weird when you... When you um, go to those places or for me it's like looking back you know what i mean because I, I started with that and then i get here and the mics are uh seven disinterested comics all <laughs> on their fucking phones you know what i mean and it's just like i well shit man it's hard to get a reading like this but um i i think there's something too that uh it's it's sort of like rocky banging on those um steaks in, in rocky <laughs> one you know what i mean like okay i am rocky in the meat locker right now and you all are the silent dead carcasses who won't make a sound no matter what I throw at you. You know what I mean? And there's there's something to that. So you have to be strong. kind of fearless and not really kind of care about yeah. what the audience. But that's how you're gauging your jokes. But I guess it, that's different than a show have, on an open mic. The big thing about know. the reason why a lot of people, I tell people, get up as much as possible or go to as many open mics as possible is because you need to be good at reading an audience mm -hmm. and and 
and talking to an audience. Kind I, of yeah, knowing, especially the performance. Yeah, it's kind all of knowing more what like they, about the performance. Because right. every audience is different. Every day is different. One joke might go amazing. The next, jo- the same joke might not go well there. So if you can somehow read them or feed them or you know, that's that's the thing why you always have to be on stage. You know, okay. At one set that you killed at. You could do the same exact set, same exact thing with a different audience, and it will be dead, dead silence. So I've seen that happen multiple times, which is, I think it happens to everyone, because you think, like, oh, I just need to say this joke, and everyone's going to laugh, and that's not true. It's all about just being comfortable up there. Then you can start doing, like, crowd work yeah. and okay. stuff like that, you know. And that's where the mics come in, is it gets you, it gets you comfortable with the material, it gets you, it, it, you work on your timing. It's sort of like the gym, you know what I mean? It's, there's the gym, and then there's, there's the actual fight. There's fight night, you know what I mean? And the, a show is a fight, a mic is the gym. And okay. you just can't look at them the same. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're working on material for, for the other, but you sort of, you have to grade it on your I'm at the gym curve. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and, and they're going to laugh at slightly different things uh-huh. now. And sometimes you'll just have some of those bits that like, they're going to go well at the gym because you fucking worked it, you've crafted it, and unless it's a really unresponsive, you know, f- few comics, you know, whatever... It's usually going to go well, man, and, and and great. But then again, it could be one of those false reading situations I was talking about earlier to where it's like, oh, they're just laughing at it because it's so weird they haven't seen anything like it all day, which isn't necessarily a good thing if you're in front of a crowd. So, Ryan, being that you you, you produce shows, what is the how, – how do you find your comedians? Is it to be on your shows? Because well, that would be the – I've been doing it for like – producing for like seven years. Oh, think, okay, years. okay. Yeah, so – it's now is I, it the I, same as people just, people just hit me up. Oh, but they okay. know about, I, I give it to Vales who are uh, pass with me, and they just hit me up every one of that person. So how day. do people pass with you? What's like? Well, like wh- I just know the. Oh, community. you just oh oh, yeah. oh okay okay uh, okay okay. So pass means so when each comedy club is different, and pass means you're funny enough to, to perform that I trust you enough that you will not bomb on my show and get the entire audience to walk. So. Yeah, so like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so it means you've already had an audition for this. Basically, yeah. They well, know sometimes you, they you, trust don't, you, you don't even have to. You just know that you see yeah. them around. Oh, okay. yeah. There's also things starting out. When you're just starting out, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of advertisement like, oh, uh, if you do my workshop or if you do a bringer show. Where yeah, bringer shows. Bringer shows are oh, huge. Oh, yeah, talk about those. Bringer shows are... I started with that. No one really realized. Yeah. I started with that. I did that for a year. I, I did yeah. bringer shows, yeah. too. And they, they do help. They don't help. It did, if you have friends that are willing to pay... If you're good with the producer, the producer... Mm. I stopped... Once in a while, after a while, my friends couldn't, like, come anymore. Yeah, you that's tapped the, them out. That's the thing. When you first start doing comedy, a lot of your friends, in general, are so excited... Um, that you're doing comedy. They're yeah, like, you'll get like 20 people. Yeah. yeah and then, uh, yeah. They're, they're and then tapped- that's happy for the producer because they're making money. Uh-huh. They're tapped out. So yeah. the thing is, is that, first of all, bringer shows are not cheap because what usually ends up happening is that you have to pay $20 per person. Like, they have to pay an admission because the person yeah. that's putting on this bringer show, basically, it's a show that someone is trying to produce in a comedy club. So these people want to be on stage at a good comedy club. But they have to be guaranteed to bring X amount of people to fill the audience. So basically, they themselves are charging a certain amount of cost, so they get money for it. So the $20 usually goes right to the person that's booking the show. And then the club gets money because they buy a two-drink minimum. So the the space is free. And the comedians get... Stage yeah. time. But the, yeah. the owner of the club is not going to let you have a bringer show if there aren't a lot of people in the audience to buy two drinks. 
So that's why they charge $20, and then that's why when you say, we're having a show, we're having a competition, you just need to bring eight people, mm. seven people, ten people, five people, which might not seem like a lot at first because you have a lot of your friends like, oh, my God, you're doing stand-up? I so want to see you. And then right away after the <coughs> first time, it's it's like after they see you, it's it's over with, you do, know. Do you also have to uh, bark, I guess? Yeah. Oh, they, yeah, the, can, barking, can, can well, barking talk? now is... Different. It's, okay, because you see those people like on the street, they're like, oh, do you like comedy? Back in the day, it was like, it dominated. Yeah. yeah but now there's so many rules because uh, in Times Square. Oh, I didn't like, know about this, that there's rules now? Yeah, you can't bark in certain spots. That's why a lot of clubs don't I, even have I, a bark. I noticed that I hadn't heard a lot of people saying, like, do you like comedy? Like, somebody, they barked in the wrong, they lied to the wrong person. Somebody. Right. Ooh, like, was that a senator? Oh, was a tell good, the story. Tell the story. Tell the story. It was good. at New York Times, and somebody so, lied. Real, real quick. Barking is basically where and they lied to the wrong person. I was waiting for that to happen. I was waiting no, for that, those I, motherfuckers. No, well, basically, what ends up happening is the the um, comedy club will get a third person party to say, hey, if you go out and sell, sell these amount of tickets for our comedy club and get these amount of people in, we'll pay you per ticket. So people that aren't even involved with comedy are trying to sell these tickets to get these people in the door, and that's called barking. But what happens is you can't really trust these people, and they might be like, oh, yeah. Tina Fey. T Tina, Fey is, yeah. Tina Fey's here tonight. Bill Burr's here tonight. And technically, they could be here because there's this thing called drop-in where they randomly are in town, and they'll drop in because they just want stage time and they'll put them up, but that doesn't happen. So they're seeing a lineup where they think this huge comedian right. like Jim Norton is just going to be there, and he's not. So, yeah. wait, wait, tell us the story. Tell us the that story. This person... Uh, don't say the club. Don't I'm say not going to say anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah the just, person did a New Year's Eve. A New Year's Eve, like, oh, somebody, oh. so-and-so so celebrity is going to be there, and they charge, like, over a 100 Holy oh, shit. Yeah. That's, See, I, know. I, I didn't And they, they did it, like, and they were doing a lot. And then there's one person. Yeah. One person was, like, worked in the New York Times and oh bought the ticket. God. And oh that person God. never showed up. Well, yeah, because they, uh, yeah. they didn't give a shit. Like, if yeah. they worked for and the, it was the New whole York thing, Times, and this is getting, they're swiping on the And it was, like, a whole thing, and now they, everybody had, like, now there's, like, a rules. There's, like, wow. rules. So, well, I didn't know they good. paid them money. I thought they just good. gave them tickets, and they would get the money. You have to have a license. Yeah, you have to have everything. And then you can't even... You can't even bark in a certain spots. Before you was like an ad. Oh, it was everywhere. So oh, yeah. randomly, randomly, if I was. Remember my my shows? I used to be. Yeah, I used to have a street but, team. But randomly, then, like, if I used to, okay, just so say randomly, if I was like, hey, I'm putting on a show, and last minute, I'm just trying to get people in the door, like, hey, free comedy, free comedy. I can't do that anymore. Well, yeah, you could do it. I mean, well, if you sell it, then you're gonna have a problem. Yeah, if it's yeah, free, yeah, it's yeah, fine. Yeah. yeah. Or, oh, what if I'm like... You're flyering, it's fine. Okay. Like, but like if you're selling it, then you got a problem. Like, oh, so you, you have to have a license. Okay, to actually yeah, yeah, sell yeah, a, like a $20 ticket. ticket. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, the, wow. the problem was is they, they were having these... They still have it. I mean, some yeah. a lot of clubs that still have it. And they're, right. But, but a they're lot of clubs, regulated now. They're regulated. Yeah, and they're actually, which is good. Yeah, but like most, a lot of clubs don't gave up on it, to be honest, because mm. it's a lot of work. I got, yeah, in, I got in trouble one time because um, I, I, I'm not going to say the club or anything. I was, I was working at, at a club, and peop, one, so after the ticket was sold, then they would see me at the door to, to give them the ticket, and people were like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe Lucy K is going to be here tonight. And they're like, he's going to be here, right? And I'd have this to be like... This was before people knew about the jerking off yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
And I, and less I, polarized. I would say, you know, he may, but I, I can't guarantee that. It's just he might drop by, but that's not the lineup. And then I would get screamed in my face, like, and, and then the manager wouldn't want to deal with them, you know. So I would be the one getting all the brunt. And so randomly, someone called me up, which was part of the street team, saying, "Hey, hey, uh, so." Can we get take two tickets tonight for 8 p.m.? I was like, absolutely. And I thought I was just talking to the street team. And I was like, as long as you don't say Louis C.K. is going to be here, ha, 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 laugh, laugh, laugh. The, you know, got off the phone, called me right back, like, why would you say that? I was, I had you on speaker. I just is that wanted like, to... bomb, 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 no, bomb no, on the plane? Uh, they wanted to just prove that it was a, a real, like, club. Oh. And it was, but I had been screamed at so much then oh, they do that because you have to call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that. It's like a, it's like a selling ploy. Yeah, I didn't, yeah. I didn't know that. So then yeah. all of a sudden, I couldn't, I, I couldn't work for the club anymore. I was not that I was banned from the club, but I definitely did not have a job the next day just because, I, I was so scared of getting screamed at because I, I really had to settle these people down because they were, you know, and I didn't realize that I was, you know, they were putting me in jeopardy. But then I, I was the one that lost my job because I was the one telling the truth, right. you know. When the thing with I because. From what I've seen, there's there's roughly two categories of barkers. And I'm not saying there's not differences within these categories, right? It's like there's people that are barking for stage time. And I'm not saying that none of them make money off it. Obviously, if they're good, you know, they, they, they will, right? And then there's people that are barking just for money. And the way it, it, it used to be, at least, before this happened, was the people barking for money... Um, the club would just give them tickets, and the club would make money off the drinks because the drinks yeah. at a lot of these clubs they're they're not cheap. You, you know? could make a lot like, of money actually being part of the street, yeah. especially in the uh, holiday season. Right? They, they yeah. make like a thousand. They can, like yeah, yeah. If you're good at it. You yeah, keep you're all the it. money from the ticket. Yeah. You know, at least at least with with most of them, that's how they used to do it. And so they would get these because guys the thing is, is who are just like basically crackheads and shit. The, half the, of the them. club gets and, their money from. From the two drink minimum, so they right. don't care how much the ticket. Well, it's probably costs. different now, but before, what I remember. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and and I'm not saying they all did it this way either. I'm just saying that a lot of them would do it this way. And so the guys who really didn't mind standing out on the corner and were good at hustling people, you know what I mean? Like a lot of them, you could tell are crackheads. I can tell a lot of times when I pass somebody in Times Square and they go, "Hey, man, you want to see a comedy show?" I'm like, "Oh, that's that." That's a crackhead. You know what I mean? Like, he's giving me his coked-up spiel right now. And so these guys, they're not going to have to go up in front of this crowd. They don't give a fuck if this person is expecting Dave Chappelle to show up and they're and they're, they're, they're mm-hmm. getting, well, somebody who's about 15 times less funny than Dave Chappelle. It's not even bad, but it's just, you know, it's not Dave Chappelle. Like, they promised them fucking the sun and the moon and the stars. And, but they don't give a fuck. They're just trying to make 20 bucks off these ticket sales and then on to the next one. And, you know, if you're just doing this for money, what's going to sell easier? Hey, this is, a, this is a really good show. It's at a good club. You know, it, it gets good drop-ins from time to time. Or, dude, Tina Fey's going to be there. Amy Schumer's going to be there. Dave's gonna, like, that's going to sell easier, you know? And these guys are just trying to make money off the ticket sales, and they're getting... A lot of them, a hundred percent of the ticket sales. Well, so yeah, they'll to, tell you fine. Right, like, but they used to, uh-huh. they used to yeah. not get any repercussion because right. what would happen was the 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 club would say that was a third party, which was technically true. But 
you know, everyone was, you know, so that was like, they that turned was a blind eye to it. Yeah, yeah they, they, they turned a blind so eye to it. Until that, well, it's, so yeah, it's now it's like regulated. So yeah. don't, so don't become a barker. But you can still get <laughs> tickets. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you really want to get Honestly, tickets, you can you'll, get them. you'll figure it out. But the really good clubs, they almost don't need to bark. You know, they yeah. they they're sold out. Yeah, everything's all the time. like well, usually in online, right? Yeah, on, online, find that out. You know, yeah. it's online. But the thing is, is it's I think it's still important, especially if it's one around Times Square to bark, just because there's so many tourists yeah, so down close. there. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and they're just walking around looking to do whatever the fuck. And yeah, you might just be like, "Hey, comedy show," and they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna go eat at Bubba Grump Shrimp or whatever the fuck." But yeah, let's go do that, you know. And and so I, I think it's good to if if, it, if you get do, a lot of foot traffic, yeah. Do any do comedians it, ever set up like subway musicians and like do a set like in the subway station? I'm sure or I've, I've seen people do that. I saw a skit about that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sketch. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Woo. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I, I, I honestly, I don't know who decided that they're called sketches in front in, instead of skits. I don't saying, know where I'm the fucking. Some people that write them. Excuse they, me. Yeah, they get all fucking offended and shit. They get offended when you call them a skit, and yeah. not a sketch. <laughs> um, but I do say, like. We talked about the road work. The reason why the social media is so important, especially for stand-up comedians, is um, because uh, e- like there's this weird thing because you're trying to have a base. You're trying to have like even in, in regular New York, if you're not trying to do the road, you're trying to almost fake it till you make it. Like you want a following, so if you can get your Twitter going, if you can get you know some sort of like page, if you can have that website, that all counts. does that help when you book get booked it does. for booking and shows if you yeah. have a bunch of followers. It, it helps a lot. It helps a lot, and that's, I that's usually that's how I. <laughs> well, yeah, oh, really? yeah, you gotta have people come to you with that shit. Yeah, anymore, you know? and also. Um, festivals and and competitions that helps too because even if someone even if you have a recommendation they're gonna look right online for your stuff Uh and um and they're gonna see oh my gosh she already has like 2,000 followers you know even if 2,000 is fake or they don't really follow me it it still looks good are you are you you I'm not saying that that's mine okay (laughs) everyone loves me everyone everyone loves me everyone loves me um (laughs) But I, that's that's one of the things that they look at right away, you know. Yeah, <laughs> they, like they do. Instagram Inst- and like yeah, Instagram. Right. I, we live in a social media world, and even if like you hate it, it's something that you kind of just have to do, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I, it used to it used to be back in the day, you know. Um, I, I think I was talking about this earlier, where it was all all the marketing, all of that was done on the. But by the clubs, by the TV channel, so it was just sort of like, I like this guy set. I am a talent scout. We're going to shape and mold this motherfucker, and we're gonna, you know, we're we're basically we're 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 betting on a horse right now, and he's our horse, and mm-hmm. and we're gonna we're gonna feed him right, we're gonna train him a lot. But now, and, and those avenues are still now there, by the way. Dar- There's people that still get there. <laughs> now it's now, yeah, now it's it's more like um, well. It, it is a business at the end of the day. And they're like, dude, this guy has Well, it's the same club followers. owners pretty much when that right. first started. So they're kind of old now, right? Yeah. They're kind of like tired of, you know, they don't want to do any work. Or they're, well, they're, they shouldn't they're, have they to do They made their millions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So. And so it's, it's like there's a way that people can now bring you. They, they already have their following. So it's like at the end of the day... The, the way they, they physically make money is by, by putting asses in seats and getting people to show up, pay for tickets, buy drinks. And if somebody has a follower base of a million people on Instagram because they uh, fart into a megaphone, 
and people fucking love it for some reason. It may suck, but God damn it, he has a million people that want to fucking come see him. Yeah, so I can book him for my birthday party. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which there is a thing called like why am I further birthday? No, no, no. Gig gig dot com gig for for stand up comedians. What is it? I don't know. You can put like you do gigs. It's I think it's gig gig dot com. If you uh, you can post yourself as a stand up. Yeah, a lot of comics. Know. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I never. Is that for like private parties? Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah, if yeah. you're like a stripper or comedian, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, that is a, <laughs> tragic I'm too Mike. I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> that's my. <laughs> I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to get booked on there and I'm just going to get murdered like hostile. You know what I mean? It's going to be like, I have a gig that pays $50 and free drinks. Just come to this basement at 3 a.m. And it's like, dude, a gig that pays and it's got free drinks? I'll be there, you know? And then I'm, I'm murdered Um, But I will say, like, okay, let's 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 recap. So there's open mics. I say do do uh, comedy teachers if... if I, I'm never going to say taking class is bad, I will say if you, you can afford to take class, yeah, take class. Classes are usually at least four. Expensive. Open mics yeah. are free, right? They're usually like four to five hundred for like yeah. six. Open weeks. mics are free. Yeah, they're free. Okay. Well, some of them are free. They they usually will have a taping at the club. So every single club out there usually has some sort of teacher that will say, then you can have a video at our club, and but you also have to bring the audience. It's not like you know, and that's hard to do in general. Um, I took class at the beginning just because I was so scared. And so I just wanted, I just needed someone to be there. So I spent the money, but it is expensive. Um, definitely do open mics. And then from there, you know, if you can try and get on shows, meet people. The reason, the thing also with open mics is if you meet, you start becoming friends with everyone. So, you know, producing work together with other people is always really good. And then, um, I don't know, and then starting to do stuff with, like, festivals and competitions, especially with the better clubs, yeah. that always helps you kind of get a little bit of head once you're ready for it. You know, if you can kind of get in one or, or, or you know, and win so, one. And so is it a world where, the, like, the agent will come and find you kind of thing? Or do you have to, like, once you get to that level, you kind of start putting yourself out there to what a, a talent scout or yeah. whatever the Also, if you, find, you can also do just personal emails trying to find an agent because there's like i think gersh represents a lot of uh talent like for comedians they're they're one of them but um there there are people like i i don't know if they still do it but the stand used to represent people no, too. They still do. yeah i don't know the stand the comedy club but i mean a couple of my friends and, is, and and so from that, from when they're represented, what does that mean? Does that help them get other shows that they couldn't get, get on their you. own, or are they getting TV stuff, or they get what are they? What are everything, they? pretty yeah. much. Oh, okay, so yeah. but also it's it, if it's easier to get into some sort of competition or festival, or a festival or, like just for laughs. Or oh, something. yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. I don't know. We're so almost what, kicking what, this bottle. Uh, any, how, we're drinking wine, by the way. If you guys haven't figured <laughs> that out, cheers, everyone. All right, let's have this. Wait, what were you going to say, Deanna? I, well, I thought you were recapping and I interrupted you. Um, to touch all the last a little bit. Yeah, I'll, one thing that you, if you are just starting out and you don't know what to do, I think your main focus should be get a good five minutes and get it on tape somehow it, with a crowd. Oh, wait, do you want, what, what are you looking at? I'm just trying to clean up your spills. I spilled? Oh, sorry. Thank you. You don't want any more, right, Deanna? No. Okay. 
It's, it's fair. You were doing a recap and pouring wine. That was multicasting. <laughs> you, you don't have to hit 100% of the wine in the glass when you're multicasting. And you're not, you're, you're not, you're not freaking out with her around this equipment. <laughs> no, no, no. She's, she's, she's one here. She's like, yeah, that is, that is she's a good like, point. She's like one-handed. <laughs> Listen, I waited yeah. tables. Like, uh, like, like a hippie chick. Cruising it. She's using the force. Uh, like, blindfolded. Yeah. You know, well. I have waited tables. I have waited tables for 12 years to show off my skills. I, I have earned this, okay? I've earned this. Um, I don't know. Is there any other thing that we can recap? Like yeah, I think uh, one, and, and I, I think this is going to sound a little bit like I was ridiculing people for doing earlier, being the out-of-shape person giving uh, exercise advice and dieting advice, you know, the single person giving relationship <laughs> advice. I'm going to sound like that, all right? As somebody who totally hasn't made it, or, 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 or come close either, even, I think it's important to have a fucking car if you live in New York, you know? I don't have a car, but this is something I would take a time machine and tell you could get younger a lot of road gigs with it. Yeah. Yes, a really? fucking road gigs. Yeah. Road like, gigs, yes. You don't need a car in general, but if you... Oh, bullshit. You, no, but a lot of people will make their money just by doing mics on the weekday and then doing road work on the weekends. Weekends for road work is huge, so if you can manage a car, which is a pain in the ass in the city... You can do it, you know. It's up to you, you know. Well, yeah, it's it's a pain in the ass in the city. It's it's expensive. It it parking sucks. There's a million fucking reasons not to have a car in this city, which is why I don't. Also, I, I'm perpetually broke in this goddamn city, which is another. It's it's common with comics, even the good ones. You know what I'm saying? But there's a saying that I've heard multiple times that I'm gonna I'm gonna quote now. Um, you go to New York to get good. You go on the road to make money. Mm -hmm. You know. I mean, even. Even, like, the, the top fucking comics in the city every night are going to be at, like, you know, places like Caroline's. You know what I mean? Places like the, the Comedy Cellar, especially. At the Comedy Cellar, they're making, like, 50 bucks a set there. You know? And these are, like, national headliners, a lot of them. 75. Most of them. It's, it's oh, is it 75 70, now? Or maybe but 75. Either, either uh, uh, no, 75 to host. And then if 50 you saw, for 20 minutes or something. But okay. it's like Either way, if, right. fee. Right. <laughs> if, if you saw Judah Friedlander on like 50 Rock and you saw a special and you'd be following him and, and, and you hadn't been here and someone asked you, hey, how much do you think that guy gets to go on stage at the Comedy Cellar? You know what I mean? Like one of the most famous, especially since Louis show, everybody knows the Comedy Cellar who kind of follows comedy a little bit in this, in this country. Like the Comedy Cellar. How much do you think Judah Friedlander gets to go on the Comedy Cellar? Mm -hmm. It would be way more than 75. You know what I mean? So, like, but he makes a fucking killing on, on if he goes on the road I, or something, you know, because he's, he's, yeah, he's, it's, it's he's usually the same amount, like, in general, like, in New York, especially at the Comedy Cellar or Caroline's, you right. usually get the same amount of the flat big ones, yeah. The Caroline's, Gotham, all that, it, it, you're not getting much, and it's, it's, it's a supply and demand thing. It's because it's, it's sort of that small fish in a big pond kind of thing. It's like, this city is so saturated with comics that can give you a decent 10, 20 minutes. You don't have to look far for them. I don't need to... Uh, uh, Ryan produces shows. It's not like he has a difficult time finding people that can do a decent 10 minutes. They're, they're out there. He's got to beat them away with a fucking stick. Yeah, and much. you don't need to give them shit to do it here. Also, now, if he was in the middle of the country to get those same comics there would probably cost him about $1,000. You know what I mean? To get those same people to do go there and, and fucking do 10, 20 minutes. It would cost them a lot, and because they're getting paid for the travel, yeah. you know what I mean. Also, another thing, if you can get into college gigs, colleges pay a lot of money, right? right. For the you, crowd and, is the and, worst. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you better not call. <laughs> <laughs> you better not call. 
I didn't say anything. <laughs> Gender neutral pronouns if you do them fucking um, gigs. But also, there's this. If you can kind of get into them without this, it, that's great. Just know that colleges have a lot of money, have a lot of money to spend, mm-hmm. especially if they trust you. Um, but a lot of things that people do is this thing called NACA, <laughs> and they trust you. no, no, it's true because they'll ask you back, and they'll, they'll they'll give you a lot of money. Just know that they have a lot of money to give. I, I did a show for and a college I'm, that didn't trust so me. I had, talking, had a shot caller. No, I'm wait, I, have, I, have to, I have to do. A I'm quick talking side for, notes for a no name person. Before you go, told me that I'm they got seven thousand dollars for talking. one gig. No, so my college never had stand up comedy. My college invited the Warrens to come. I don't oh, know if you I know remember who the, the Warrens. Warrens. I did a show Warrens? with Judy no, Warren. Warrens? I did a show with Judy Warren one time. I did. I don't know any of the Warrens. Judy Why Warren. did you do a show with her? Because she wrote a show and I was in it. Judy Warren. She was in the Warrens. Is it Warren with an N or Warren with a T? The no, she's right. my she cherry pie. Is, is that the band? Do you know who I'm talking about? I hope I no so. It's, it's the one that like the uh, show the Warrens. No, no, no. It's it was the it was they're they're like parapsychologist or paranormalist or something. You know that movie Annabelle, um, oh. and that whole tr- whatever tree of theories. That's based on them. Those are real people. So the, my college would have them back every oh, year. Oh wow! That's what they had because they live in Connecticut. Oh, wow. Wow. It's, it's it's ghost hunters. Yeah, uh, it's what they're real people. They talk yeah. about like they they had real experiences, but instead of comedians, oh, that's, that's so exciting. Yeah. But it's anyway, people talking about ghosts and sh- and like showing their experiences and wow. it was really well, I believe creepy. In that. It's totally totally <laughs> creepy. Sorry, so I didn't mean a non sacred It just made me think about that because my call, like going into right. a college town, some colleges do stuff like that as opposed to yeah. comedy. <laughs> but once you get good, there's this thing called NACA, N A C C A. Basically, you have to audition for them. Google them. It's a tried, union. Well, no, no, no. It's 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 basically you get approved through all the colleges, and you can get paid gigs, and you have to have an agent. It gets very confusing very fast. Um, basically, if you audition for them, it's about a thousand to two thousand dollars to audition for them. A lot of people don't get in. A lot of people do get in. However, if you do get in. You can make a lot of money just going. All that college, money from the people that didn't get in is going. No, yeah, no, no shit. Like, Jesus Christ! The thousand, two thousand dollars just something, to audition. But I mean, wow, really? It, a That's little, yeah. Wild. It's kind of, it's kind of. But if you do get, I just know that there has been stories where people was like, I spent a lot of money just to audition, and I got nothing from it. Well, yeah. So that's why I'm saying, if you just be wow, ready for that. But I, I tried googling it, and I, I got very confused with the application process. To a lot where of I pyramid scams don't actually call themselves pyramid scams. It takes a lot of balls. You know what I mean? No, but it is. University. It is one of those yeah. things Jesus to get Christ, involved man. with all the colleges all at once. But if you do have an in, or if you can just go to the board directly and say. I have this show. You can make a lot of money. Know that colleges, so you know. So d- after that, is there a union for comedians that protects you? No, none. So, so you're well, kind of like the Ted lo- Alexander was the closest to helping us get. We used to never get paid, and I feel like comics are always looking for time that they don't care about payment. Yeah, like they, they're well, it's just oversaturation. It's a supply yeah, and demand they're, they're thing. Yeah, they're just waiting. They're just waiting for their Netflix special or to get a, a, a reoccurring star, and then that's their union. But Ted Alexander was actually the one comic that was like he got all the heavy hitters to be like, we're not going to perform at. Wait, Caroline's. does he does he do a? He's the guy that you know. Oh, he's Trisha's brother. Yes. Oh. Yes. Yeah. He was a pioneer and <laughs> and oh, I didn't know. Oh, okay. To, to, to where um, he helped comics get paid. He helped. Every single, because all these clubs, especially the heavy hitters, were getting so much money for having these comedians in them. And you would think that they were getting paid money, and they weren't. So he was like, he finally was like, we're going to kind of strike a little bit, like all the heavy hitters, strike against your club, 
that you need us that you're going to pay us more. So they, 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 he finally got them the $50 just for the 20-minute set, or, mm -hmm. or which should be, or if you're hosting, you get 150 to 75 a night, depending on what week, you know. Mm -hmm. He made it fair for, for heavy hitters that actually have credits, that have a following. The reason why they're seeing your show and coming to your club, he actually got them to get them to get paid, which was, like, huge, because what happens is so many comedians... They just want the time. They just want. They just want to do jokes, and then they weren't even thinking about like how they should get treated, you know. Mm -hmm, and he was mm -hmm. the, the one main person that kind of started like, no, we need to step up our game, and then they will treat us better. And yeah, most earlier comic strikes demands were sad. It was like we yeah. should get free will vodka. Well, this like is a, it's like an no. unspoken rule in the audience. Like if you ask somebody, you're gonna pay. But when you when you ask somebody, like a producer asks somebody, you have to pay them. But if you don't ask somebody, and they're looking for time, you don't have to pay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so it's like, yeah. it's like a weird thing. Well, even back in the day, Jerry Seinfeld, I, I started reading this thing where comics didn't get paid at all. And then they well, had a little, this is before This is before Ted Alexander, they, they kind of was like, should we pay comics? Should we not pay comics? And this is where people were coming to see them. So they kind of started just paying them $20 for a set. And Ted was actually helping them so that a good comic can make a, pay, a living wage to where, hey, if I do five sets in that club, I can actually make money, you know, for to live you know, a little bit. I think part of the reason there's not the same kind of unions as there is with, like, I don't know, let's say theater or actors or something like that is when, when, when you act in, in, let's say, a Broadway show, a ballet, a, a movie, a TV show, you're kind of acting with a team. You know what I mean? So it's like... You're no, not, yeah, me you and know, my a lot team of things could go wrong. Together here. Yeah, and, and, and there's just more. Well, a lot of things can go wrong, but there's there's sort of a little bit more natural unity in there, in that you're you're sort of you're forced to be together anyway. Whereas stand up comedy is a little more Loner. fucking separated. It's just sort of like I I don't have a team of guys. now. There's there's been famous teams that kind of teamed up throughout the you know the Blue Comedy Tour, the Kings yeah. of Comedy, shit like that, but. but that's not the way it is unless you're at that even then it's rare you know so it's 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 almost like you're hiring nothing but free agents and so there there is no banding together it's sort of like i am separately even if it's someone i've known for years i'm just showing up separate from them but together in the same place to do our own thing so there's not really any banding together mm -hmm. even if it's a bunch of people who like each other and whatever it's 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 just it's naturally a more separate thing. It is it is not a team sport. It is yeah. an individual sport. Yeah. It is it is MMA compared to football. That's cool. All right. So before we go, do we have any more questions right now? Mm. Anything guys... that anything that I missed? Because I'm going to go out tomorrow and take a class. I, do you understand <laughs> everything? Be funny. Deanna, do you understand everything we said? I feel like you were at the why I wanted you on here. So someone that's like just starting out that didn't know anything. I think so. I got, you know, the basic first couple steps. <laughs> can, I, can I give one piece of advice with yes. class? And again, this is another obese man giving <laughs> dieting tips because I never took a class. And I don't. And Are I'm not one of those I'm people fat? that just. I, I mean, big bone. That's not what I said. <laughs> they can't see you. We can lie to the listeners. You know what I'm saying? They don't have to know. They don't even, she's, she's anorexic. Don't worry about it. People, you know, it's fine. But what, what, what I. My advice for taking a comedy class is someone who's never taken one. And I don't just hate on those things because some of them are really good. I've known people that have had really good experiences with them. Um, vet them. 
vet them, ask okay. around. Start doing mics in the area well, and just kind of get the, to know people and figure out, hey man, what are the good ones? What are what are just um, cokeheads who never made it and are just trying uh -huh. to get you to give them well, two hundred dollars? Exactly. Like, yeah. there's, for for every good class, there's about fucking seven. I mean, the only reason the, I, the, the I would take a class first is because I feel like it would be more comfortable yeah. than getting out on stage in front of a bunch yeah. of randos that I don't know yet. Well, that's not I'm not ready. Yeah, that's I, what happened to me. I, I, took, I took a class and I couldn't get I got, yeah. get up. I was scared. Yeah, I took a class at, and honestly, the only reason why I finally got up was like Tommy Cohen. I took his class and he he put he produced a show and it was literally friends and family, all the people that were gonna laugh for me no matter what. Like they were gonna be on my side. And if it wasn't that I had such an such a caring crowd, Just like my way. mom, <laughs> there in the audience, I would have like, I probably would have shit the bed and never come back, you mm -hmm, know. Sure. But, but he just, he, I feel like he knew his your insecurities and he knew That's how so to. So funny, man. Like if if you told me right now, like Jake, you can either dive headfirst into a vat of acid or do stand up comedy in front of your mom. I'm. I'm going fucking Jack Nicholson in Batman. You know what I'm saying? I'm diving right into that motherfucker. Like, I, I would hate well, doing stand-up. Real quick, because like I feel like comedy classes are very expensive, which they are, but Tommy Cohen, and I, I want to publicize this because he's not expensive. He basically has this thing is uh, you pay him $60 just for a one-on-one -on -one time for the first time. That's it because he just has to get to know you. And after that, he has an ongoing class whenever yeah if you show up for half of it it's 20 bucks if you show up for so the whole thing you it's just 40. drop in you just drop in there's no oh, there's no, yeah yeah there's no yes or no there's oh, nothing like nice. like a lot of classes you pay 500 dollars and if you don't show up for those six weeks like you didn't uh yeah, yeah. he's also got a dozen Chafin. but i, I want rick rick Rome is actually a really good teacher and i'm glad that he called out to you because i feel like he saw that you were good and he was like well Let's just, because I feel like some people need to be coddled a little bit more just to push them up there on stage. Because well, the I stage never, is very I never scary. went to class. It was like a weird thing. You just like. I do feel that. I do feel that. Rick he tells me. You know, I got the roast of his birthday. Yeah, no, I, I, I do feel like overall. Asian boy so liking he, aside. He, he, he came back, obviously, with his show. Right, right. No, but Asian boy liking aside, he's very good at what he does, and I feel like he at least yeah, he like, <laughs> he cared enough to be like, this person just spent a lot of money to, like, yeah, yeah, because yeah. He, he knew you were scared. He knew yeah. you were scared. and that's No, I, I, to be honest, I just, like, I was just, like, a degenerate. I didn't show up. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, you're right. <laughs> and I showed up, and he got, like, we got, like, a crash course for a week. And then he, I was very stubborn, and he, like he understood that. He really understood like how I was. Yeah, yeah. And he goes like, my first time I went on stage, I did 15 minutes. <laughs> I was supposed to do like five minutes. <laughs> and he goes, just let him go. And he let me close the show. Uh -huh. But he believed me. Yeah, he let me believe. He believed in me. He was like, yeah. he he told me like, oh my god, you could write actually, but you're just nuts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, real quick. So, oh, so before we go, just yeah. to give a, if you want to give a, sh a shout out to your next, what you're, yeah. like the next thing is coming up, or your social media stuff, or we can. Oh know. yeah. Ryan DeCalis, go. What's your next things? Where can we find you? What's your social media? Oh, you. Is that what they call it? Social media. I, guess, I don't yeah. know. That's what yeah, I call you it. can find me on uh, Instagram, uh, Real Ride Daddy. <laughs> 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 you know they call me Ride Daddy. <laughs> 
Are you serious? They call you that? Right. You know, come right. on. You don't ever, you never. I didn't know that. Ride Daddy? No. Oh my God. You don't like, know that he called me Ride Daddy. Wait, wait. Riding she's on been a calling horse you Ride Uncle for years. She's been getting Then that man's a new thing to call me Ride Father. Wait, wait. Like, forgive me, Ride Ride Daddy. I own actually the site, but I never. Wait, are you talking about Ride Whiskey or Ride Daddy? Like riding on a horse. No, Daddy. Like a dad. Oh, I knew Daddy. Yeah. Saturday at uh, New York Comedy Club. Saturday and Sunday at New York Comedy Club at 5 p.m. It's an early show. And Mondays at Comic Strip Live. At oh, so you've got a whole weekend ahead of you. Yeah. Yeah, but you do that every week. So I do it every week. Yeah, I mean, every like, place I work, they give me a show. But can people get your tickets? Like, if they want tickets on, like, uh, like do you do groupon.com? Just Google Ride Daddy. I'll be right there. since the 70s, you know what I mean? One of them killed Freddie Mercury, the original Ride Daddy. Oh my gosh. Okay, so Jake Vivera, tell us about you, how can we find you, and are you doing anything coming up, anything, or for your podcast or anything? And you also host, too. You host some open mics, right? No, we or don't do that anymore. Oh, you don't no, do no, that anymore? No, not anymore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, but you I do am, have a couple podcasts. So talk yeah, about if, you're, if, if you're listening to this anytime soon, come to Old Man Hustle on Friday night. I think I'm hosting one there this Friday, if this is... Um, but you host all the time throughout the week, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just look for me. Uh, at, um, I, I am actually... Um, Ride granddaddy. I ride granddaddy, you know? But, uh, no, uh, Jake Vevra, I, I, I just go with that. It's a weird last name, so I'm the only one, you know? And, and so I just go with Jake Vevra, uh, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you can find me there. Yes. Uh, uh, JakeVevra.com, I have a website as well. Uh, you, you can listen to my podcast. I, I have one called Idiots on Parade that's kind of current eventsy. Uh, another one, it's Love Gurus. That's more dick jokey, you know? Not so current eventsy. Uh, we, we, we just read um, answers on, or sorry, questions on Yahoo Answers, dating questions. We filter through, we find the craziest, most fucked up ones. We read them with comment, comics. We, we answer and riff on them. So look, look, look for that. Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Love Gurus, Idiots on Parade. Check those out. Um, yeah. Well, thank you yeah. so much, guys. Thanks, Thanks for, for having coming. us. Yeah, thank you for so much. All right, and um, yeah, 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 do it, do it. And this is Amy and Deanna signing off. Also, um, if you have any questions with our podcast and you want any answers answered, uh, just email us at makingitwhilemakingit at gmail .com. And we'll see you next time, everyone. Okay. Never been cut this soon. Boy with the headband, Deanna. Jealousy. Hey, 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 hey.